0: as alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. How are you all doing? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala <laughs> rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd faa'udhu billahi <laughs> min ash shaytanir Bismillahir-Rahmanir-Rahim. <laughs> Rabbishrachli sadri wa yassirli amri Wahlul ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Allahumma hdi wa saddid lisani wa srul sakhimata qalbi. Amin ya Rabbil A'lamin. Okay, inshallah, we will do the translation of lesson 29, verses 215 to 221. So open up your books to page number 16. يَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا يُنْفِقُونَ قُلْ مَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلِلْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ واليتامى والمساكين وابن السبيل وما تفعلوا من خير فان الله به عليم كتب عليكم القتال وهو كره لكم وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُّ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ شَرٌ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ يَسْأَلُونَكَ أكبر عند الله والفتنه أكبر من القتل ولا يزالون يقاتلونكم حتى يردوكم عن دينكم إن استطاعوا ومن يَرْتَدِدْ مِنْكُمْ عَنْ دِينِهِ فيموت وَهُوَ كَافِرٌ فَأُولَٰئِكَ حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فِي الدنيا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النار هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ والميسر قل فيهما اسم كبير ومنافع للناس واسمهما اكبر من نفعهما ويسالونك ماذا ينفقون قل العفو كذلك يبين الله لكم الآيات لعلكم تتفكرون في الدنيا والآخرة ويسألونك عن اليتامى قل إصلاح لهم خير وإن تخالطوهم فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ الْمُفْسِدَ مِنْ الْمُصْلِحْ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَأَعْنَتَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ وَلَا تَنْكِحُوا المشركات حتى you can just translate مشركات as the women who do شرك okay and شرك means to associate partners with Allah okay حتى يؤمن ولا أمة مؤمنة خير من مشركة ولو أعجبتكم ولا تنكحو المشركين حتى يؤمنوا ولعبد مؤمن خير من مشرك ولو اعجبكم اولئك يدعون الى النار والله يدعو الى الجنه وَالْمَغْفِرَةَ بِإِذْنِهِ آيَاتِهِ لِلنَّاسِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَذَكَّرُونَ الحمد لله So how many verses in this lesson? It's only 215 to 221. Six verses. But you notice how they're very long. Right? They are very long verses. But guess what? There is even longer verses in Surah Al-Baqarah. Right? And the longest verse in the Quran, which is actually an entire page long, is also in this Surah, right? Which is, which ayah? Ayatul Dain. Right? Inshallah, we will learn that very soon also. Okay, let's begin our lesson. Arhud Billahi Minna al Rajim. They ask you, what is it that they should spend? The people asked the Prophet ﷺ that what is it that we should spend? How much should we spend in the way of Allah? And when we do spend in the way of Allah, who should we give it to? So mada includes what, how much, and also to who. They asked the Prophet ﷺ about this. Now, in this verse and the following verses, we will see the repetition of the word "Yes." Aluna, they ask you. They refers to the companions. The companions asked the Prophet ﷺ, and your questions reflect what you are concerned about. So we see that the questions of the Sahaba were always related to actions. Actions. They asked a question so that they could better obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also ask questions about Islam. But what kind of questions do we generally ask? What kind of questions do we typically ask? Yeah. Exactly, we're looking for shortcuts, or to find out ways in which we can avoid certain things. Or, our questions generally are related to more philosophical issues. We're more concerned about, Why something is a part of Islam? Or why something is not a part of Islam? These are things that we generally ask about. The Sahaba wondered, asked about matters related to practical life. Because they were people of action, not a people of hollow words. So they asked the Prophet ﷺ, What should we spend? How should we spend? Where should we spend? How much? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the answer. قُلْ say, مَا أَنفَقْتُمْ Whatever you spend, من خَيْرٍ of any good. So here, we're given the answer, firstly, that what we should spend. And what is it that we should spend? من خَيْرٍ Something good. The word خَيْر means something good, but it also means money. So money that you spend, or anything that you spend, it should be good. Give to the other what you would like for? For who? For yourself. So it should be something good. And how much it is, that's left open. Because it's really completely up to you how much you want to spend in the way of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whatever you spend of good, falil walidain, then it is for the parents. Walidain, dual of walid, meaning those who gave birth to you, your biological parents, your mother, your father you should spend on them well don't we generally think that a person should spend on their spouse and on their children isn't that the case but in the quran you will notice we're not told generally when spending is mentioned a person is not told to spend on their spouse or spend on their children you know why because it is mandatory for a man to spend on his wife and to spend on his children it's fard it's an obligation But this verse is talking about voluntary spending. This verse is talking about voluntary spending. Meaning what you want to give, voluntarily. Extra good you want to do, voluntarily. Remember that for a man, Islamically, it is obligatory on him to spend on the wife. This is a religious duty upon a husband, upon a father, to spend on his wife and to spend on his children. But typically people think, men think that if they're spending on their wife, they're giving a charity. right? Or if they're spending on their children, they're giving a charity. That's not a charity, that's your duty. And yes, it's a charity in the sense that Allah will reward you for it, but it's a duty on you. So here, it begins with walidain, because while it is not obligatory on a person to do that, especially when parents are well off, it is definitely encouraged that no matter how well off your parents are, you should spend on them to earn reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if they are in financial need, then of course you must spend on them. It is your duty to spend on them. Secondly, think about it. Everyone does not have a spouse and children. So this ayah is talking about who? All people. Everyone does have parents. And if they have passed away, if they have passed away, then there are relatives, which is the second thing that is mentioned. All right, and if a person does not have relatives either, then those in need, the poor or the orphans, a person can spend on them also. So, whatever you spend of good, then spend on the parents. Wal akrabin. Akrabin is the plural of akrab, and it refers to the closest relatives of a person, and this includes your siblings, your uncles and aunts, your cousins. All right, akrabin. Wal yatama, and then the orphans also. Yatama is the plural of yatim and we have discussed the meaning of the word yatim before masakeen is a plural of miskeen and miskeen is a person who is in need meaning he doesn't have enough to fulfill his needs he has something he's able to fulfill some of his needs but not all of them so he is miskeen wabn is and also the traveler وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ And any good you do, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ Then indeed Allah is ever knowing in regards to it. Meaning Allah knows whatever good you do. So what do we see here? That we are encouraged to spend on others. And start spending on others, how? Begin with those who are closest to you. Those who have been most good to you. Your parents. And then after your parents, your relatives. And then after your relatives, think about those in need. Of all those who may be in need, the most deserving is a child. And then after that, the circle is broad. that anyone in need, help him out. And then some people may be in a situation of need because of the temporary situation that they're in which is, for example, travel. So is sabil? Spend on the traveler also. The point is, don't just keep thinking about yourself. Think about people around you also. Your money that Allah has given you should not just go in the fulfillment of your desires. You should also use your money to make something in the hereafter. And how do you do that? By spending on those around you. We learned that a man said, I have a dinar." I have one dinar So he was basically asking What should I do with my one dinar So this man was told Spend it on yourself So then the man said I have two dinar So he was told Well spend on your family On your wife And the man said Well I have three So he was told Spend on your servant Meaning your servant is there He's always working for you So spend on him Then he said I have four Four dinar So he was told Spend on your parents He said, I have five dinar. So he was told, spend on your close relatives. So he said, I have six. So he was told, spend in the way of Allah. What happens with us is, that the more dollars we have, the more we start thinking, what can I buy with this? What can I update with this? What's the newer thing that I can get? What's the more better thing that I can get with this? We're usually thinking just about ourselves. I have one bag, let me get another one. Let me get a third one. Let me get a fifth one. Let me get a tenth one. Let me get a fifteenth pair of shoes. Let me get this and that. We're usually concerned about our own wishes. And here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us to think about who? Others also. And charity begins at home. Begin with those who are closest to you. So somebody was going to make an announcement. Could you please come forward? And while they're coming, the last part of the ayah, that whatever good you do, then Allah knows about it. Allah says in the Quran, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ Even if you do an atom's weight of good, you're gonna see it on the Day of Judgment. So Allah knows every little and big thing we do. So even a little act of charity has value near Allah. Don't think, what is my 25 cents going to do? No, even if it is a darrah, an atom, it matters. Go ahead. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum as-salam. So um, last week we had a bake sale. And alhamdulillah, group Asia, Amina, Asma, Ali bin Abi Talib, and Abu Bakr Siddiq raised $600 for the Rahnian Muslims. MashaAllah. So jazakallah khair for their participation. Barakallahu feekum. So you might think, oh, if I just buy a cupcake, if I just buy whatever, for like 25 cents or a dollar, what difference is it going to make? But you see how a little bit from everybody made such a huge difference? When I found out that, Mashallah, you all raised $600, in one day I was like, Mashallah la quwwata illa billa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to increase this. But the funny thing is, here we are buying food for ourselves, so that we can get some sugary stuff. But... Alhamdulillah, at least it's for a good cause. So those of you who are bringing the food and selling that, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you for your generosity and for the time that you're spending in thinking about others also. Right? So this is a religious duty upon us. You know, the Prophet sallallahu said, this is a hadith which is in your book on page 17, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if my servant intends to do a bad deed, then don't write it unless he does it. And if he does it, then write it as it is. But if he refrains from doing it for my sake, meaning he thought about doing that bad deed, but then later he changed his mind. He's like, no, I'm not supposed to do that. Astaghfirullah, I'm not going to do it. Right? He changes his mind. Then even for changing his mind, for deciding not to do that sin, write a good deed for him. And then the hadith continues, that if a person intends to do a good deed, hmm, then write it as a good deed. The angels are told, write it as a good deed, just for intending to do it. And if he does it, if he actually goes and does that good deed, then write it, hmm, write it as 10 times, up to 700 times. Multiply the reward. And if he intended to do it, but he didn't end up doing it, still preserve the reward. So basically what we learn from this hadith is that a person gets rewarded for a good intention also. For making a good intention also. So you might think right now, well, I'm broke. I've got no money. Right? I barely have enough money for the bus. How can I spend on my parents, on the relatives, on the poor and the orphans? I'm in need. Right, I'm always begging my parents for money. How am I supposed to give them something? Make the intention that you will give something. you know whenever you learn about different good deeds, make the intention. Yes, inshallah, I want to do this. and you see min hide spend anything good. It doesn't mean you have to give money only, cash only, change only, a fancy check only. It also means that if you buy something from the bake sale for yourself for your lunch. And let's say that lunch that you decided for yourself happened to be two bite brownies, right? You keep one for yourself, offer one to your mom. Offer one to your mom, even in that is reward. Take something for your dad. Let's say your dad loves cupcakes with icing, right? If he's like that, then get something for him, even in that is reward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow all of us to excel in good deeds. يسألونك ماذا ينفقون؟ قل ما أنفقتم من خير a والأقربين واليتامى والمساكين وابن السبيل وما man من خير فإن الله به عليم. Alhamdulillah, we did the first ayah, where we learned that the Sahaba asked the Prophet ﷺ about what they should spend in the way of Allah, how much they should spend, who they should spend on, meaning when they want to give in charity, when they want to be generous, who should they show that generosity to? And we learned the answer in this ayah that begin with those who are closest to you, right? Meaning after fulfilling your obligations, like for example, a man is supposed to spend on his family, on his children then whatever is left over, whatever extra he has, he must give to those who are closest to him or her. And here we learn that, of course, one must begin with who? Their parents. Even though parents may not be in need, still spend on your parents. Isn't it amazing? I mean, all our lives, we are basically receiving from our parents, isn't it? But here we are being told, spend on your parents. Give to your parents. Why? Why? Because any relationship is not good when it is just one-sided. Isn't it? If you're just on the receiving end from your parents, it's not very pleasant. But when you receive and you give, that is what makes a relationship beautiful. So take from your parents. Don't feel shy in taking from your parents. But also be generous towards your parents. Give them something. And don't wait until you're making a million dollars. Whatever you have, because this ayah addresses all people, all ages, men and women, everybody, regardless of what your circumstances are, when you have something, you must give of it to your parents. All right? I know somebody who, when they got their first job, and that was their summer job in high school. So the first paycheck they received, they were so excited, you know, I got so much money. They went home, And their dad told them, give all this money to your sisters, your mom, and your grandmother. And that's what this person had to do. He basically went, cashed that check, took all that cash, and basically divided it amongst his sisters, his mother, and his grandmother. Why? Because this father was teaching his son that when you make money, you don't just make it for yourself. When you get money... Don't be selfish and think only about yourself. You have to think about your family also, those who are closest to you. So this person couldn't even keep a single dollar from their first paycheck. But this is how we learn about responsibility. Otherwise, what happens is we make money, whatever little or a lot it may be, and we just think about ourselves. So it's my advice to you also, whenever you get your first job, whenever you earn your first paycheck, If you must use some of it to pay off your school or whatever, do that. But then whatever you have left over, make sure you give a big chunk of it to those who are closest to you. Those who live with you in the same house. Because this is how love spreads. You know, when people feel like, okay, this guy cares about me. This person cares about me. So we're taught here to begin with those who are closest to us. And then of course, Look around you also, look beyond your family also, look beyond your social circle also, look in the place you live. Who is in need? Who is that person who is in need? Whether it is the difficulty of their circumstances or the fact that they are traveling or the fact that their parents have passed away, whoever it is, find out people who are in need and also spend on them. And then we're told that any good you do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is knowing of it. Sometimes you give some charity, sometimes you give a big generous gift, and you don't even receive a thank you. Right? But here we learn that when we give anything, whatever it may be, whether it is to our children, or to our parents, or to our siblings, friends, whoever, we should expect reward from who? Who should we expect reward from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even when you're giving a gift to someone, don't give a gift so that you will get a better gift in return from them. This is typically what happens, right? When we go to a friend's house, we're like, okay, let's get them a nice gift because I know that this dude's parents are very rich. So when he'll come over to my house, he'll give me a bigger gift, right? Or she'll give me a bigger gift. No. Your intention when giving anything as a gift or as a charity should be to earn reward from From who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.